0: Destiny City, a community of believers committed to helping others find and fulfill their God-given destiny. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see you. I'm actually glad we did the offering. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, <just laughs> before, okay, I'm, up. I'm not that tall, but I'm not <laughs> So we can see your house here because this is good ground to sow you, Amen. Amen. And I'm so excited to be here. You know, like Pastor Don was saying, we've known each other for a couple of years. We've known each other for a couple of years. Yeah, we actually live on the same street. Yeah. yeah, so we've got to know each other quite well. and He's a good man, and, and so is Becky. He's a, a good woman of God, and, and I'm honoured to know them. Um, I also know Jeremy and Jess pretty well as well. Katie, my wife, is uh, lifetime friends of theirs, and so I've had the privilege of becoming friends with them as well and sharing that, and uh, they're such good people. Um so I've heard a lot about Destiny City over these last couple of years, and I've heard lots of good things, and I can see where Jeremy gets his talent from. I was so blessed by worship. Were you blessed by worship this morning? Yes. Amen. Amen. So was like, the words, of the songs, and the delivery of it all. so good. So, I'm honoured to be here, and I believe the Lord has sent me here with a message for you, and... Um, it's been a, a while coming. We've been talking about having me come and visit. And so today is the day. Now is the appointed time. Yeah. Um, I'll just tell you a little bit about myself. And obviously, I'm not from around these parts originally. I hope you can understand me, I, you know, If I'm talking too fast, just so slow it down a bit. So i from a place called Adelaide in South Australia, that's the name of the state, South Australia. Kind of basic with our states. We've got West Australia, South <laughs> Australia, Northern Territory. We've got a few fancy ones though. We've got Queensland and New South Wales and Victoria, and Tasmania. So we kind of missed out on the creative part of things. But Adelaide is known as the City of Churches. And... There's there's lots of churches, and there's lots of Holy Ghost, Spirit-filled churches rising up. Yes. And uh, Australia was prophesied to be the great south land of the Holy Spirit, and uh, of course you would know Hillsong Church has come out of there and impacted the world with their music and and their teaching, and uh, I've had the privilege of visiting Hillsong Church, and the church I came from was... Connected to Song Church under the same covering. So, some wonderful things going on in Australia, and uh, it um, holds a big place in my heart, actually. I'm 42, and God has called me to the United States of America to preach the gospel. And I'm so thrilled. You know, God's been speaking to me about this for a long time, and He allured me here with a woman yeah. <laughs> a very beautiful woman. Of you know her, uh, so we met through E-Harmony and um, God guided us along the way. Um, but we fell in love very quickly amazingly uh, through FaceTime, <laughs> stalking each other on Facebook, <laughs> like, and it was an amazing thing. You know, when God gives the gift of love, it's for real, no matter what the distance is. So uh, I came here about two years ago to visit and uh, meet face to face. Um, And God began to confirm things very quickly. Um, I spent a short while here and went back. Um, This was after knowing each other for six months. Went back for another stint of Uh, three or four months. And you know, we were able to build an amazing relationship through FaceTime because that was all we had. And we were in love and we would spend, we worked out by the time I first came here, we had clocked up about four hundred hours of talking with each other. It was it was hard work, believe me, because they were opposite ends of the time scale. Adelaide, at best, is 13 and a half hours in front. At worst, it's 15 and a half hours because so we go oppositely in and out of that as well. So, when it gets to 15 and a half hours, it's, it's really hard. But God brought us through that. We were married on New year's eve of 2013-14 and we had a wonderful time. And life has really moved along quickly for us. You know, God was kind of Catching this up, you know, we had a prophetic word that um, God would restore the days that we missed, and the days that we have together will far outweigh the days that we've missed in our life being together. So we're seeing the fruit of that. We've got little Levi come along, and he's such a joy, he's such a beautiful kid, and he's a sweet natured kid, and, and he's just bringing us lots of joy. Um, it's been wonderful for me. Uh, uh, this is my second time around being a father. I have a 13-year-old son, Ruben, and he's the joy of my life as well. Um, He's in Australia, um, and we're praying about the timing of getting him over here. At the moment, we're looking at him doing a a year exchange here, and then seeing what God says and what He feels about moving here. Um, He's living with his mother at the moment, so it's a tender situation, you know. But I felt the call of God so strongly on my life, and and God had really just made a place for me here and I was just, you know, so overwhelmed with how I was received when I first came here, the grace and the, and the love you know, who's this guy from the army, you know <laughs> but, you know, what it was, was love paved the way, you know everyone could see Katie was kind of apparently floating around you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, in love and this guy on the internet <laughs> <laughs> that's the times that we live in the day and age that we live in you know. so God really made a place for me here and so you know I really feel like this is my new home and uh, I'm excited about what God is doing in this place Amen. Yes. Know, uh, the more i Here, the more I hear about um, not only what God wants to do with Salisbury but where Salisbury has come from and how the the enemy has tried to shut this place down Um, and things have kind of dried up here and and now what I'm hearing is that God is doing a work here and that he is going to reverse things for his glory and Salisbury is going to go from The place that is now uh, beyond what it used to be. It had a glory at one point in time. Salisbury was known as the financial hub of North Carolina. There was the most millionaires lived here, I've heard. Now, it's not all about money, but talking about the blessing of God, prosperity. And so I believe that God is going to do a work here. He's going to establish his righteousness in the community, in businesses, in education, in families, in uh, government in politics, yeah. in all the mountains of society, yes. God is going to establish His righteousness Amen. Amen. because His church is here. Yes. You know, we are His church, and I'm—I feel at home here. You know, I'm talking about feeling home in Salisbury, and I actually feel at home here. You know, I haven't—I've been really desiring to come, but. You know, like Paul wrote, I desired to come and visit you, but the spirit forbade. I <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, been so busy serving in Northgate. I feel like I'm here. Jeremy's often talked that we're we're sister churches. I don't know who's the brother in that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I'm delighted to be here, and you know, the love that. Um, I feel for Northgate, you know, in my heart, I feel it extends to you as well. So I hope you receive me today, um, and I hope you receive the word, because God is, as I was praying, I was really praying to capture the heart of your church and what God is speaking to you, and he's, he's given me a message that is, when you're going to leave here today different to when you came, yeah. that's my, that's yeah, my belief, yeah. you're yeah. going to be empowered by the word of God. So with that, why don't we... Um, Open our Bibles and we'll begin. One of the uh, major frustrations that we encounter in our walk with God as we're growing is what's God's plan for my life? Uh, What am I supposed to do? And as we uh, grow in the life of the church and we become Saturated in Christianity and the culture that we have, you know, we we see many great people that God has raised up. You know, we have our, our pastors leading us, and we see the uh, the life that, that they've lived with God and the character and the, the person that God has built them to be. You know, and we can we can look at that, and we can I guess it begs the question though, well. What, what about me? You know, we can't all be the pastor. You know, there's there's so many great people in the kingdom of God that that we are blessed to have. You know, we have best-selling authors, we have great speakers that lead leaders and you know speak to thousands. You know, and um, we see these people. We I guess we kind of as we're growing we we feed off the materials that are available. We're, And so it can kind of capture our focus, but that kind of leaves us with well, what about me? What do I do? Um, So let's look at what the Word says. Let's look at what Jesus says we are. And in Revelation 1, 5 to 6. The faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead And the ruler of the kings of the earth To him who loved us And released us from our sins by his blood And he has made us to be a kingdom Priest to his God And Father To him be the glory and the dominion Forever, Amen If you just flip over to Revelation 5 It's mentioned again Verses 8 to 10 10 When he had taken the book, four living creatures, and the twenty-four elders fell down before the land, each one holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Just make a mental note of that, prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the book, to break its seals, for you were slain and purchased for God with you, your blood, men from every tribe and tongue, and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to our God, and they will reign upon the earth. So, the word says that we are a kingdom of priests. Each and every one of us is a priest. And that we reign upon the earth. What does reigning mean? It's when a king is in power, when he has authority. So we are joined to that. Jesus Christ is King and He reigns upon the earth. And we reign with Him. So how does that work? What does that look like? How do you know where you fit into all that? Well, if you turn to Romans 8, I'm going to settle that question for you. says the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are the children of God and if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow or joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with that same position. So Jesus didn't redeem us from the curse of sin just to go to church every Sunday and just try and live your life. That's how it is. And just go from week to week and hope that things get better and hope that you can be a good Christian. And we don't only come to the Father when we die and go to heaven, but we can come into his presence just as a priest can of our message today is that we can come to God, we're connected to God by a new and living way. And we'll see that in Hebrews 10 if you can turn to that. So really, a priest... All time, because the law and the priestly system that had been set up was not stopping people from sinning, it was making them sin conscious, and so they knew that they were sinning, they didn't like that they were sinning, but they couldn't stop themselves, and so they had to get their best bull, you know, their ribeye steaks, that they were saving for Passover feast, <laughs> And because Johnny had stolen someone's sheep from down the road, he had to go to the priest, and the priest would have a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> he would slaughter it, and he would then offer it unto God as a sacrifice for that sin. Do you know, apparently, I am just recently learned this, but around the temple where the sacrifices were being made, there was so much of that going on that the streets flowed with blood. You know, it, can you imagine, you know, in Israel there was millions of people bringing their cattle up. Can you imagine the stench and the... You know, I worked in my late teens at a slaughterhouse, and I dreaded it. It felt like I was in prison. You'd go there in the morning, you'd get your white uniform, you'd go in and you'd do your job. But the stench, and, you know, it was a horrible thing. So you can imagine that, that smell and that kind of atmosphere around the place. Because of sin, people were kind of, you know, tied to that. You know, there was a, not only was there an association of lust, but there was a smell that went with it, you know, And so God had compassion upon his people. God has always wanted to redeem his people. So he sent Jesus Christ to pay the ultimate sacrifice once and for all. And so that stopped. There's no more need for sacrifice. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Anyway, let's read in Hebrews 10, verse 19. Therefore, brethren, Since we have confidence to enter the holy place. Why? Because we're a priest. That's what priests do, enter the holy place. By the blood of Jesus. By a new and living way. Jesus Christ is still alive. He wasn't killed as a sacrifice. He is our living God. And now we have a new living way, which He inaugurated for us. Through the veil, that is His flesh, Verse 21, And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled. That word in the Greek is actually rainer. And when I looked that up, I just got to look that up. It just made me think of, maybe that's where we get our word rain from. probably is. <laughs> so having our hearts rained upon by God. Clean from an evil conscience. Our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope. Without wavering. What are the confessions of our hope? His promises to us. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. Not forsaking our own assembling together as a habit of some. But encouraging one another. And all the more, as you see the day drawing near. So, we're encouraged here to to see that we can, in our own relationship with God, we can enter into that holy place that the priests used to do. Jesus has made us able to do that spiritually, by faith. And so, as we do that, We can hold on to the promises of God for us. And we can know them. Knowing them in our heart way. And then we can consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. So we can turn our prayers... Because we're saturated in His love and the knowledge of His plan for us, we can be going from a self-focus... To other focus. Now, can you see how effective that is? So we can begin to spend time in the holy place as a priest going to God on behalf of the people. Does that make sense? Yes. Amen. In the holy place, we can receive everything we need to fulfil God's plan for us. That's written in 2 Peter 1 3. In you know, Leviticus 6.26, it talks about, in the, whole, in the holy place, priests were made to eat some of the meat of the sacrifice offered. So, I've always wondered about Jesus saying, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. But this is how we fulfill it. Because we are priests, and we're, it's required of us as we go into the holy place that we eat some of the sacrifice that's what they had to do They, the priests would have had a great time they would have had some really good meat <laughs> I don't know if they had barbecue sauce back then but <laughs> I love your barbecue sauce I you, when I first came here I got taken out to Longhorn, and I had some ribs the sauce and just lit me up I was like I had the to ask the waitress if she could sell me some sauce. I was like, if you sell this stuff, this is amazing. <laughs> we don't have anything like this back in Australia. Well, we have tomato sauce and a formal barbecue sauce, which is got nothing. Like yeah. And she was so sweet, she didn't. She just brought me out of a plastic container and, lid, and took this bounty home with me. So <laughs> Did you know, I got a springwater bottle and I tipped it into the bottle, tied the lid, and I packed it in my suitcase and I took it back to Australia. <laughs> but it didn't last very long, so I, was, I had a problem back in Australia. I thought I mean you can tell. So I thought, do I get a recipe online? I don't know, and I was praying. God guided me to a wholesale butcher just down the road and he began importing bottles of barbecue sauce from Texas it's yeah. so, like hallelujah that is was good so we can as we enter in spiritually speaking we can enjoy a meal with Jesus John 6 53 if you want to turn there, let's read that said to them, truly, truly, I say say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in yourselves. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. Everyone was thinking, you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And I will raise him up on the last day, for my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I am him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who eats me, he also will live because of me. And this is the bread which came down out of heaven, not as the Father's ate and died. He who eats this bread will live forever. How good is that? So, this is the new and living way. As we Devote time to God, spending time in the holy place by faith, then we can partake of this life. We can eat of this true food and drink of this true uh, drink. You remember how when Jesus met the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, and he asked her to give him some water, and then you know the, the conversation went along the ways where Jesus said to her that if you um, if you knew who I was, and you would ask me for water. I would give you water to drink that you would never thirst again. Okay, this is the same drink. We can be satisfied with what we receive. Every thirsting part of our life can be quenched when we enter into the holy place. And we can receive true food that we'll never hunger again. You know, the things that we're hungry for to see in life, the things that God has put in your heart that you have this nagging hunger for. You want to see revival. You want to see people healed. You want to see blind eyes open, deaf ears open. We hear about these things all the time. This is giving me holy (laughs) ghost bumps. You can receive food that will be your sustenance and nourishment to enable you, to give you energy, Holy Ghost energy, Holy Ghost empowerment. You can grow in Him into into seeing these things, to having the hungers of your life. You might have different hungers. You might have a hunger to be... um, Your calling might be different. You might not be an evangelist, Holy Ghost, tongue-speaking... Lay hands on the sick. I think it runs. to be Holy Ghost time speaking, but if you know what I mean, like you might be called into the business around. You might be called into into schools as an evangelist. You might be called. You know, there's so many spheres of life that we are called to reigning, folks. Okay? Jesus is reigning, yeah. and we are called to exercise that reign. Yes. Okay. Just thinking about the holy place. Now Moses received his calling and instruction on what God um, had planned for him in the holy place. And when he came to that burning bush encounter, he had to take off his shoes because he was on holy ground. You can read about that in Exodus 3. King David is another one. It would be good for you to study up on these people to see about their holy place encounters and see what you can learn from. them. King David, because of his worship, was permitted to enter the holy place before God. And was able to know him and what God required of him. And from that he wrote all the Psalms. Well, not all the Psalms, he wrote most of the Psalms. You know, David had such an amazing heart. Because he valued his intimacy with God. He valued that secret place, that holy place. And he devoted time to being there. And you can see the effect that it had on him as a man. I just wanted to read one of the psalms that he wrote. Uh, Psalm 15, you can turn to which you like, but I'm just going to go ahead so I won't go over time. O Lord, Psalm 15, O Lord, who may abide in the tent, who may dwell upon your holy hill? He who walks with integrity and works righteousness and speaks truth in his heart, he does not slander with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbour, nor takes up reproach against his friend, in whose eyes a reprobate is despised, but who honours those who fear the Lord. He sweats to his own hurt and does not change. <clears throat> he does not put out his money at interest, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things will never be shaken. This is how we are moulded by God when we spend time with Him. You know, time in His Word. Time so importantly in the holy place, and look at all the characteristics there. You can you can see a person who displays that integrity and character in whatever sphere of life that their life takes them. But they're going to bring they're going to bring in righteousness. They're going to be a person of good character, of strength, and of moral fortitude. So that is God's. Plan for us, you know. That's God's plan for you. That's who you are destined to be as a person that's like this. How it outworks is yet to be seen, you know. And God can give you little hints along the way. I remember having dreams about being in America, and I was like, "Okay, this is cool." Yeah. I was in America with what I perceived to be my best friend in a car, cruising along in a convertible with the top down, having a great and then the voice of God said to me, the town that you're driving through is Australia town. This is where all the Australians are supposed to go, but they're not there yet. Wow. Wow. That was in 2007. Yeah. So, pay attention to things that God... You'll know by the Holy Spirit when God's giving you a message in a dream or a vision. Yeah. <clears throat> Alright. So... Settled on that, you are called to be a priest. Can I get a good amen? Amen. Yeah. Okay. All right. So from here, with that settled, I want to talk about the dynamics of entering a bit more because I want you to get up and run this. Okay. I want you to have a good understanding when you leave here. Of, I'm just hoping that you've got something new to uh, take into your relationship with God that you're excited about, and that you're going to put into practice. Okay, so how do we enter in? By grace through faith. We read that in Ephesians. We've been saved by grace through faith. It's not of your own self, but it's a gift of God. Okay, um, let's look at Ephesians 2 verse 4. dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ, by grace we've been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's something I've learned. I'll say that. <laughs> He makes all of his enemies his footstool. And I just got to thinking about that. What's a footstool? It's also a place of rest for your feet. It's somewhere you'd be happy to put your feet. So God is, through his power and through his church reigning on the earth, is making the places that his enemies occupied a footstool. That's, that's our assignment, folks. You know, that gets me excited. <laughs> so, by agreement and faith, we activate this. Through our prayer times, we can spend time in the holy place and receive our uh, commission and our holy assignment. So, remember we talked about um, you know, knowing God's will for us, knowing His plan for us, and then being satisfied, fed, and first question that, and then we can turn from that to um, being others-focused. So, we can receive holy assignments from God. God will begin to put people on your heart to pray for, people in your church, people in your family, and every greater circle of influence that you've been called to is going to Deliver you as you become more engaged in this and understand the authority that you carry, He is going to assign you purpose, He is going to assign you tasks. Can you start to get a picture of the importance of this holy place? Because we are world changers, folks. Jesus Christ's life, the value of that, paid for you, so you could be in this place. That's the importance of it. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So, Romans 1, 17 says the Joshua will live by faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says we walk by faith, not by sight. Hmm. We enter his gates. Psalm 100, verse 3 And four says we enter his gates with thanksgiving in our heart and his courts with praise. So as we look to begin to enter this holy place, we do it by faith, and we come in with thanksgiving and praise. Now I know that you know we have hunger and thirst. You know, we feel it, we see it, we experience it, but God knows all your needs before you. So how about we come to God? This is such an effective way to make your relationship beautiful with Him. Come to Him as your Father. And come to Him with thanksgiving and praise. Just come to Him with that. Spend time doing that. Don't walk away from a prayer session feeling like, I didn't ask for this and I didn't ask for that. You can walk away from a prayer time with God, just loving on him, just telling him how strong and good and amazing he is. And you've had an effective time with God. Okay, yeah. You know, if Reuben jumped up on my lap and said, Dad, you're awesome. I love that you get me things that I love. I love that you look after me. I love that you speak good things into me. I love that you, you know, first couple of things, my heart would be dashing over the blood. Like, it wouldn't take long for him to just melt me, you know? And so, we need to learn how to do that to God. You know? This is a new revelation for me and I've just started practicing this. And I'll tell you, it has revolutionized my relationship. Yeah. There's some good books that you can buy that guide you through on how to Know God? How can we know God? How about learning His names and what His names mean? You know, there's several names of God there's Adonai, there's El, there's Elohim, El Olam, El Shaddai, Jehovah Yahweh, Jehovah Jireh. I could go on, I don't want to show off, but I've been committing these to memory. And now I begin my prayer times by just telling Him who He is. And memorising what that means. And now like when I come to pray for someone who's sick, I'm thank you, God, you're Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. You because know, I know that you are that. You know, it's it's more ingrained in me. And I love it. So then there's the names of Jesus. Then there's the names of the Holy Spirit. You know, if you spent time, it would take you that really to go through the names of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Now you don't have to do that; you get to do that. Yeah. You know, and you'll grow in doing that. But you know, when you grow to know the Father, you grow to know His power. You grow to know His goodness. You'll you'll read the Word through new eyes. You know, you'll you'll see <laughs> because you see Him. He is the Word, so. As you're looking and knowing Him, then you'll know His failure. And you'll know what He is doing in your life. Isn't that good? <laughs> amen. Amen. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. Alright. <clears throat> so, getting into uh, activating the assignments that he, he gives you. Let's look at uh, 1 John 3 8. <clears throat> 1 John 3 8 says, The Son of God appeared for this purpose to destroy the works of the devil. Mm-hmm. How many know that everything wrong in society originates with Satan? Right. Back in the garden, where Adam and Eve first fell, it was Satan's influence. Yeah. They gave him power, they gave him freedom. It's the same today. Satan influences people and they give him power by him. So, our time in the holy place will destroy the works of the devil. So, can you see how we can then look from our own life, which Satan really doesn't have much influence on, beyond we can look into our church, we can, we can see new people in a new light. We can pray for new people in a new way, a powerful way. And we can go beyond our spheres of influence and we can begin dropping bombs against Satan in the heavens. <clears throat> Helpful. You know, In James 5, 16, it says the effectual further prayer of the righteous avails much. Do we expect our prayers to avail much? Yeah. Yeah. Amen, we do. Yes. Yeah. But we, as we get to know the purposes of God more, imagine the expectation growth that we're going to have. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine you know, the faith that we're going to because of that. I wanted to look at 2 Corinthians 10.3 and it says for though we walk in the flesh we do not walk according to the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses other translations say strongholds We are destroying speculations or arguments and every lofty or high thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. We are ready to punish all disobedience whenever your obedience is complete. Hmm. You know, we can punish disobedience. You know, Satan is author of disobedience. And we can bring justice into those situations. As we have been obedient and we are obeying God the Father, calling us into the priesthood in our lives, we can engage in war and punish all disobedience, tearing down strongholds. You know, things like unemployment, things like uh, social injustice, things that we see in our community. What... What hits you here? What makes you go, I hate that. You know? I don't want to see that. You know? (laughs) God has given you that passion because that's your assignment. You know? So you can get in the holy place and you can start speaking against those things. Father, in the name of Jesus, it is written that the Son of Man was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. So under the blood and the authority of Jesus Christ, I come against the stronghold of poverty. I come against the stronghold of homosexuality. I come against the stronghold of um, abortion. And the list goes on and on and on. But in doing that, it's not just words. You are in the holy place. You are coming to God with the sins of the people under the authority of Christ Jesus. And you are engaging and tear them down. Those things are strongholds. Those things are mindsets. It all begins with a belief, right? Yes. That, you know, people aren't born homosexual. They believe they're homosexual because of their environment, because of the lies of the enemy. Amen. People rise out of poverty because of their mindset. Yes. Because they believe that they're not a poor person. Yes. Yes. People believe that they can't keep this child. That they've conceived with a thought, with an idea. We can speak against those ideas. You know, we're trying to shut these abortion clinics down, but we're attacking it from the wrong place. We can attack it in the heavenlies, and we can see God intervene and change the thoughts in people's lives. Ephesians 6.12 says, For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up your armour of God. And follow those on. I won't, for the sake of time, go into that. But study that. Study what the armour of God is. Because by faith, you can put that on. That's important as well. As you begin to entering to the heavenlies. It was written just there that also in the heavenlies, They're not in the holy place, but in the heavenlies are the forces we come up against. But when we are shielded with all the armor of God, then nothing can come against us. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I, um, I just wanted to talk to the new believer here today. If you've not received salvation, through Jesus, then you also can through belief that he's the son of God, that he died on the cross to pay your debt of sin to God, and that he rose again, that you might have eternal life in him. Activating this belief through prayer by asking forgiveness of sin and accepting Jesus as Lord of your life, you also can enter into the holy place. You don't have to be a Christian for a life. X amount of years to adapt this. If you've not made Jesus your Lord today, if you've not surrendered your life and said, Here I am, God, you know, I surrender my life to you, you can do that and then you can enter in. Because when you do that, you will not be turned away. You will be received by the Heavenly Father. And so, I wanted to. You an opportunity if you want prayer for anything at all. If you, I feel there's an anointing here today for activation of your calling, I'd love to pray with you toward that. But if you've not received Jesus as Lord and Savior, we'd like to pray with you towards that. Is there anyone here who's not received Jesus as Lord and Savior? Okay, well, amen. 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 Um, not going to be the case much longer, and I'm sure it's not the case every Sunday, but oh, I've come to the end of the message, and I'm just so excited to be given this, you know, I was seeking God for the heart of the church, for the heart of the pastor, and I hope it resonates with, with you, and you know, to me it says that we are connected, you know, we are one church in two locations with different names. But we're all the church. So I want you to know that we pray for you. You know, We hold you in our hearts dearly. And we pray for revival for you. We pray that leaders would be raised up. We pray that you would expand. And we pray that the favour of God would just break out. And you I know it is beginning to. You know, God has brought land into your possession. And he has a destiny for Destiny City that is better than what we can imagine. You know, when I came here today, I was so blessed and it was better than I imagined. And that's the nature of God. So be encouraged and know that your life and your calling is better than what you imagined. And you're going to discover that as you build that life of intimacy with Him. You. you know? And it's going to take time. But it's so worth it. You know, God gave me a revelation of the tithe, and I've been faithful with my financial tithe over the years. But He said, What about your time? And I was like, Wow. Oh. Huh. So I went and worked it out. I worked it out. on like, How many hours am I awake? You know, kind of with this mentality of like, Really? But then I realized that the And it's first fruits. I went back and I was like, okay, there's 168 hours in a week, and there's so a tenth of those 16.8 hours. It all equates to two hours and 24 minutes. Now, I don't, I'm not meaning to be legalistic about it, but I just thought that's how much God wants me connecting with Him. You know, who knows, Smith Wigglesworth, one of the great men of God at the time. He said that he never prays longer than 15 minutes, but he never goes without. Rain for 15 minutes. Yeah. So, uh, you'll get your two hours and 24 minutes done easy throughout the day. You know, the secret place isn't... You know, it's nice to have a prayer room, prayer closet. You know, that's all good. Like, it's nice to have a favourite restaurant to go to, to have a date night. Okay? But the holy place is in here. Yeah, okay? So as you're about your life, you can be entering in. Yeah. Thank you, Father, that by the blood of Jesus I can enter into the holy place and I can receive from you. So, Father, while I've got this time, now you might be driving. You know, you might have a job, like I know I did, and I wish I had this revelation back then because I spent my time listening to sermons, trying to fill myself up that way. But that can never do as good a job as your own personal intimacy with God. God wants you to be fed on meat, yes. not milk. What's milk? Milk is you know a cow eats grass and it produces milk. You know, a preacher receives a word from God, he digests it and then he regurgitates it to you. <laughs> it's milk. You know, milkshakes. They're good, they're nice. We can have lots of flavour milkshakes in church and there's nothing wrong with that. But it must never take the place of your meat you never get that barbecue sauce have you? yeah, yeah, and you're to be chewing on it and I think, you I think you know we'll just, just I just want to pray for you corporately and then are we okay to have a ministry time yes okay would you stand with me because we're in a whole place you won't ask me to take shoes Father, we are so honoured Lord, I'm so honoured to be invited here today and we are so honoured to be invited into the holy place that we have the privilege of being taught by the creator of the universe the one who knows all things the one who sees all things the one who gave us of himself so that we could be here Thank you, Father, that you sent Jesus, that he would take all of our sin upon his flesh, that he would be cruelly beaten, whipped, mocked, scourged, hung upon that cross, that we might have this position. Let us appreciate that, Father. Let us carry that appreciation into our lives. And let us redeem that by entering in with you. Let us appreciate the value of the position that we have. And Father, we thank you that we can receive our own individual calling, our assignments, that we can grow in love, that we can be set free from the identity that the world has put upon us, that we can be set free from what people have spoken over us, we can be set free from ideas that, of poverty and, and lack of prosperity and lack of hope. God, everything is in you and in the holy place. So thank you, Father, you've given us so much. And you've called us to be priests, joint heirs with Christ. Thank you for the kingdom of God, Lord, that we can, by faith, lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Amen. That the dead will race to life. That blind eyes will open. Thank you God as we look into your holy place we can see your ultimate power. And that the things in the world will not dominate anymore. That we will not be struck by fear by seeing a person in a wheelchair. That we won't be struck by fear of a blind man approaching us. That we will be able to see you knowing your power and knowing what you're doing. Thank you, Father. My Lord, we receive this word by faith. Thank you that you've sealed it in your hearts by the Holy Ghost. Jesus, thank you that you are the head of the church. Build your church. And show us how you're building the church from the top down. Lord, we give you praise and honor and glory. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You've been listening to Destiny City, a community of believers committed to helping others find and fulfill their God-given destiny. For more information, visit us online at destinycity.org.